to me, my balloonyacs. Aeronaut Zack here with your friendly neighborhood content warning. That part was Spider-Man, not X-Men, but we're going with it. This is a podcast where we let the internet ask us questions, and that is always a mistake. So, we are sometimes uh, adult-themed adjacent, and we will say all of the naughty words. Now, on with the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but we've stopped our journey to Westchester to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who is the best X-Man who wasn't originally created to be an X-Man and then later joined the team? Now, I looked this up and came up with the list of, like, all the names I could find and think of who weren't X-Men originally but later joined. Our, our list includes... Longshot, Dazzler, Wolverine, who's kind of the obvious choice, Namor the Submariner, Firestar, Cloak and Dagger, Psylocke, and Sabretooth. Yeah, editor and uh, stowaway Steven. Uh, I, yeah. I am stowaways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got, there's a lot of room underneath this thing that I'm just scurrying around him. Um, but it's got a sofa, it's nice. It, it's quite chill. Um, but I, I I do got to make a note. Like, Wolverine and Sabretooth, yes, they were created elsewhere. You you mentioned uh, Wolverine, Wolverine. was originally created by John Romita, Len Wein, and Roy Thomas, and he first appeared in The Incredible Hulk. And then also was in Alpha Flight for, for a while. Nope, actually, that came up later. Alpha Flight was created when they showed up to be like, Wolverine, you gotta come back. Okay, because I don't uh, know in any of this, so I'm going to take your word for it. He was introduced later, and Sabretooth was originally an Iron Fist villain teaming up with a dude known as the Constrictor. Rad. <laughs> um, but I want to just, like, I want to just say those are so notably just, like, the easy answer. Okay. That I would like to know your other, your, your the other The Wolvie one, the only thing that bugs... Wolvioso kind of bugs me because was he on any other teams before the X-Men? No, he only had one appearance before he appeared because Len Wein was writing all new... Or, uh, or no, Giant Size X-Men. I'm sorry. Uh, so I think it might be Ween. Ween. Len Ween mm-hmm. writing Giant Size X-Men. It's the first appearance of Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Banshee, Sunfire, Warpath. Most of those don't matter, but like some of the big names do. And Wolverine as a member of the X-Men. Before that, he was just... Roy Thomas, who was editor-in-chief, was like, I have the idea for a, co- a character. He needs to be Canadian and tiny and named the Wolverine. Like, that's what they gave him. <laughs> I love it. Right, wasn't some of the original idea that he was a, a mutated Wolverine, not At even a human? Point, that was supposed yeah. to be his origin. Uh, so much cooler. He didn't take his mask off for the first couple of appearances, and they originally imagined him as, like, basically a teenage boy. Like... So he's just appearing in Hulk comics at this point, right? He only appeared once in the Hulk comics. He's got, his costume has uh, whiskers on it. (laughs) And they took that out and elongated the weird eye things he has, and it becomes like 20 times better. Are those eyes? I thought they were ears. They start at the eyes, so that's what I think. You know what I am speaking. I I know what you're thinking about. I just never... The fact that their ears actually, like, changes my entire awareness. I have literally been reading Wolverine since I was like eight and have that's never occurred to me before I, that's, this moment. I only ever think about it in the context of like ears, mostly just probably from X-Men Evolved is the... Evolution. Evolution. Because mm. um, that's like the that's like the X-Men series that I remember really, really, really digging into deep first with uh, like 
animated stuff, and then I got into the original one. Like I, I watched that when it was airing, but I like it was airing and oh, it was it's a child, so, tight. so I didn't get a chance to like really stick into it. Um, uh, as is part of evolution, Steve Bloom is Wolvie. Yes, yes, okay. the one where they're all teenagers except for Wolverine and who has the the deepest voice ever. Who gets to be basically <laughs> like a shop teacher, but like <laughs> he's not just a shop teacher; he's teaching everything for them apparently somehow. Um, okay, so we are agreed though. We'll cut out Wolverine because he's the too obvious. He's the answer. obvious, and he's. Yeah, and I he, mean, he, he was still a wolf. He was still an X Men before any other team. Yeah, and we'll cut out Sabretooth because one, he's the other obvious choice, and two, is he ever an X Men? He's been an yes. X Men a couple of times, and it's gone terribly every single time. So what, let's not call him an X Men because it's gone bad. There was actually one run where someone messed with his brain, and he was like trying to be a good guy, but he felt himself slowly sliding back to being Saber tooth that was pretty fun that i liked quite a bit but for the most part i'm not a big saber tooth fan why do i feel like they touched on this in x-men origins wolverine the movie no but that's kind of where they went oh people like saber tooth maybe we should uh make him be not just like feral murder child sweet for shoulders doesn't make sense anyways i mean my vote is uh, psylocke because uh, psylocke is included on that list however my very close number two would probably be oh geez maybe not i'm gonna go cloak and dagger i was gonna say if you say namor i'm breaking up with you i have um, to well, <laughs> namor is my number three just because to point out and remind the world that he is a mutant as well i didn't know this so that's wild also that's where he started wearing pants Oh, oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have to agree with you on Cloak and Dagger, mostly because I just fucking love Cloak and Dagger. Um, I didn't realize that they were mutants because I, I am only familiar with their um, uh, drug-induced... The original uh, storyline was they got their power through being kidnapped and forced to use experimental drugs. Yes, but they later changed that, I think, that the drugs activated their mutant powers. It's really unclear. The reason I'm not going with Cloak and Dagger is because they didn't do a single goddamn interesting thing while they were X-Men. <laughs> I'm v- mostly voting for them because I love them. They're, yeah. they're my favorite. Yeah. And then um, my second, I'm going to go with Sunspot because I loved playing a Sunspot in X-Men. Uh, oh, what was the X-Men game that came out? X-Men Legends? Legends, yeah. I said Longshot, not Sunspot. That's oh, a different character. Oh, I was reading the text and it may have said something that... Uh, Sorry, Longshot is I don't a know weird Longshot. little clone man created by Mojo <laughs> to... So uh, that's my point. Because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mojo. Uh, he's infamous for he had a mullet because he was created in the 80s. And he yes. kept that mullet for most of his history. They got rid of it at one point in a great little miniseries called uh, Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe, where they gave him a hipster haircut instead because he still needed obnoxious hair. What is a hipster haircut? It was like very like up top mohawk kind of thing. And it kind of like, like hi- a hipster pretty boy. Like a pompadour, thing. but like uh, more arrogant. And then shaved sides, I'm assuming. A little bit, yeah. Okay, yes. yes uh, so now I can imagine it, it pretty in good. my mind's eye. I like Longshot quite a bit. He has hollow bones for some reason. He <laughs> So he can fly easier, like he, all he birds. He can fly, but he like jumps around and stuff. He you throws know, throwing daggers. It's easier for the planes. He has good luck powers as that he can't control as long as he has noble intentions. If he tries to manipulate his good luck powers to help him, they'll go badly and like the side of a house will blow up near him. But if he's just like, I should help that person, good luck powers change to help him. Holy fuck do I want this power. This is this is my 
this power was designed for me. Anytime I try to do stuff like that, I always fucks me over. I need this in my and life. And there is the power that they've kind of stopped talking about for obvious reasons. He um, is supernaturally attractive to women. Ooh. And at one point, because be- him and Dazzler become a big thing. And I'm actually, my answer is a tie between Longshot and Dazzler because I love both of them. Dazzler is very cool. She's the disco hero. Yes. But at one point she breaks up with him because she's like, I physically can't tell if it's because of your, like, literal power of pretty boy or if it's... Or the power of the mullet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he was originally from his own little miniseries created by Anna Senti and Art Adams. And no one used him afterwards. And Chris Claremont, who's infamous for taking characters no one was using, and was like, can I put him in the X-Men? It's been your best-selling book for 20 years. You're not going to stop me. Added him in there because the X-Men thought he was a mutant when they saw him attacked and went and rescued him. And he's like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Um, a big part of his origin was that he was amnesic. He had no idea what was going on. And so he was just wandering around like doing good works. Fuck also, me. I need to read more Dazzler. He's the not clone Dazzler, long, uh, shot. long shot. He's the clone of his own son. Wait, what? Yep. How the fuck does that work? What? Rob Liefeld later created a character named Shatterstar, who was like Longshot if Longshot was edgy 90s Rob Liefeld. Okay. And he's actually- How many patches? That sounds very on- Many patches, and he carries a sword that has two blades right next to each other. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's peak Rob Liefeld. Big, long hair- Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Shatter, Shatterstar. Shatty's actually pretty amazing. Once he was taken away from Rob Liefeld, like all of the good Rob Liefeld creations. He's really good at concepts, bad at executions of those concepts. He, they also, a later writer, made him gay, and Rob Liefeld was pissed about this, and I'm just all for it. Chef kiss. <laughs> but there was always confusion of like, is Shatterstar Longshot's son like what's going on here he's also from mojo world but like later on no one knows what's happening rob liefeld didn't explain it very well and then left before he answered the question and so peter david who decided to make it just as weird as possible when he finally answered this question like 25 years later has shatterstar like cloned and the 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 clone is like a baby and shatterstar ends up leaving this baby in the past, and that baby grows up to be Longshot. It is the ultimate grandfather paradox. What the f- Yes. What the absolute fuck is the proper- Okay, I'm sorry, I have to go with Longshot the more I'm talking about him here. I'm too excited <laughs> You talked me all into of it. this. <laughs> uh, my vote's still Psylocke, but Longshot's now my number two. Uh, Longshot's my number one, and I would like you to lend me some Longshot yeah, when you get 100%. the chance. Um, I'll lend you the Shatterstar solo series, too. They're both pretty good. Fuck yes. Um, fuck, that's so awesome. I love that. <laughs> it's uh, wild, man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're good. In order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to further just attune our computer to the new multidimensional wavelengths coming from Westchester as we're exiting Azeroth. Luckily, Zach knows a lot about a lot of different characters, and so when I bring up... two for two? (laughs) When I bring up this list that uh, Professor Xavier sent, we're going to see if he gets it right. If not, he's going to have to make it up at the end of the season, because we got to get this shit right to make it to Westchester, and I want to fly in a blackbird. So... I want to. I want to hang out. That just makes Colossus. it sound like you're flying on the actual bird. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that too. There's fun to be had in Westchester. 
Uh, with that in mind, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Phantom X? Ooh, I don't even. I've never even heard this name. God, you love Psylocke. <laughs> um, I forgot that they were together for a little bit. I truly so, forgot about that when I picked him. Phantom X is one of the only parts of the Grant Morrison new X-Men run I actually like. But I should say the more I like learn his backstory, the less I like him. Because it's horse shit. Yes. Phantom X is first introduced as like a super thief in France. Oh, he wears an all-white costume, and, like, the only part of his eyes you can see is, like, the... I'm, I'm doing a motion you can't... The only part of his face you can see is, like, the eyes. Like a domino mask. Uh, but not a domino... Not the like, reverse domino mask. It's more like a domino. ski mask. Like, oh, okay. Um, uh, and he's got a big white trench coat, and he has a couple of guns, and he has a... He looks kind of like, um, what's the... In G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes. He looks... No, no not Snake Eyes. The, the other one. Uh, oh, the God. bad, the bad snake. I keep wanting to say baklava, but I know that's not right. <laughs> Batakavla. Either way, they, they, he looks kind of like him, but in a trench, in a white trench coat. And I'm not even trying to guess the GI Joe guy. I'm trying to guess the name, the, the name of the headgear that baklava. Yeah, he's got two pistols. He was like peak 2003. Like you know, Matrix stuff was still cool, but make it a lot of it white instead of black to to change it up a little bit. He is. Actually, I believe Weapon 13? It's revealed that Weapon X is actually Weapon 10. Yes. So X is Roman numeral 10. He is a later experiment along those lines. This I am aware of, which is how there's the the daughter, not daughter, but basically like a clone of... X-23. X-23, thank you. I couldn't remember that Um, information. I might have to do a redemption round of Phantom X because I don't understand how most of his stuff works. I just know he's a cool, weird French thief who made out with Psylocke a bunch. He has a a sentient ship, but I don't think it's named ship because that's a Star-Lord thing. He comes from a experimental place called The World, which is a super lab where time goes faster within the world, so they'll just put stuff in there and see how it mutates. That's cool. So in, like, the space of a couple of days, years will pass in the world, and they can come back out and be like, wow, that went weird. It never goes well. It didn't go well for the people who made it. It didn't go well for anyone who has to go in there. It bad. I don't want to come um, out of that situation. <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. Kind of. I imagine you're perceiving it as you perceive normal time, I'm guessing. Yeah, when like... you're in there. And then you come out and you're like, that was like two days? No, that was like 50 years. There are somehow three Phantom X's, and I think he has two brains. Is I don't know right? what's the... Th- I gotta do a redemption round. I have no idea how this works. You'll do a redemption just on that. You're really... It was three brains. They eventually, like, got rid of that. Oh, because there was an evil brain. Because there's always There was a Phantom X, there was a Lady Phantom X, and there was an evil Phantom X. Charlie Cloud 7, I believe, is the the female Phantom X. It was Grant Morrison at, like, some of his most Grant Morrison. I... I really hate that run of the X-Men. I've tried a couple of times because I really love Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley, and I get, like, two issues in and get mad at it and just stop. I like a lot of the concepts that came out of it. I just... All right, we're going to call Redemption on Phantom X, but... But it's, like, a heavy... Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, a Lahavsky. Like, you're, 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 you're familiar. But I expect you to know more encyclopedic know knowledge. More. I want you to have all of this shit down pat. Uh, that looks fire, though, right? 
Yes. It's oh my so god. Uh, we we looked at an image <laughs> on a Google go- on a Google on a Google on a Google search, and uh, yeah, that is a fire design for that. That is wicked up my alley. Also, French thief, super thief. Fuck yes, because editor note here, uh, if anybody needs to know, I love heist movies and I love thief-like story narratives. Um, So, yeah, that's way up my alley. Secret agent X-Men always tend to go pretty well, like... Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvrm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away.